What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of Gridiron Authority Podcast. My name is Mike Adams, and I will be your host today. We will be covering week 12 of the college football season. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, as you could tell today, I don't have uh, my usual co-host with me, Keith Thornton, uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. We uh, we kind of have to record on the fly this week a little bit. So uh, I'll be handling the college football stuff this week. Keith will be handling the fantasy football and the NFL preview show this week. So uh, kind of special episodes this week, but we're going to we're going to do everything the same way, uh, just a little differently. So we're going to go ahead and get to it. Uh, we had a huge week in college football this past week. Uh, we had some huge matchups, top 20 matchups, top five matchups, a matchup between number two, number three. Uh, some huge implications on the college football playoff happened this week. So uh, we're going to get it started by talking about Ohio State and Maryland. Ohio State just crushed Maryland 73-14. to 14. Uh, Justin Fields had 200 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, Ohio State scored at least 20 points in three of the four quarters. They scored 10 points in the third quarter. That was the only one they didn't get it in. Uh, just a dismantling of, of Maryland, really. So uh, a great performance by them. I mean, it really just kind of puts a foothold on what I've been saying all year. I, I do believe top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, they are the best team in the country, uh, hands down, in my opinion. Uh, despite what happened in this next game, uh, we had LSU against Alabama. Number two versus number three. Uh, despite a, a big comeback attempt in the second half by Alabama, LSU was able to hold on and win 46-41. Uh, I mean, this kind of sets up a scenario Keith and I have talked about for several weeks now. Will two SEC teams get into the playoffs? Uh, I, I'm still, I still say I don't believe so. I don't believe uh, if you're not good enough to win your conference, you're not good enough to win the national championship. That's my belief. Uh so I, I, I still I stand by what I said, despite Alabama being a great one loss team. If they're not if they cannot win the SEC, I do not believe that they deserve to get into the playoffs. Uh, it was a great performance by LSU. Uh, Joe Burrow threw for three hundred and ninety three yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I believe it ended an eight game losing streak against Alabama for LSU. Uh, so Alabama's kinda owned them the last decade really, but uh, this could be a, a turning of the tide really, so uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, moving on, we had Penn State number four against number 17, Minnesota. Minnesota is a team kind of like Baylor. No one's really, they've been undefeated and it's been a nice story, and but no one's really taken them seriously. Uh, that changed this week when they went in and they defeated Penn State at home, uh, 31-26. Uh, Minnesota, I think, just threw a huge wrench in the college football playoffs. Uh, obviously, Penn State, Ohio State still has huge implications. Uh, Minnesota now, I mean, they they control their destiny. If they went out, uh, in my mind, there's no doubt that they deserve to be in the college football playoffs because, honestly, in order for them to win out, I believe they're going to have to beat Ohio State, who I say is the best team in the country. So if they're good enough to beat them and they're undefeated, they absolutely deserve to be in the college football playoff. So, I mean, huge implications in that game. 
Uh, I think it moved Minnesota up to number eight or nine in the college football playoff. I still think that's too low. They're still behind one lost teams and just ahead of a couple two lost teams, actually. So uh, still not getting the respect I believe they deserve, but uh, it's a step in the right direction for them. We had Clemson at number five. Uh, taking on North Carolina State, 55-10, to 10, Clemson wins. Trevor Lawrence is really starting to come around these last few weeks. He looked pretty shaky the first half of the season, but now he's he's turning into the Trevor Lawrence we saw last year, uh, you know, late in the season in particular. So uh, threw for 276 yards, three touchdowns. Clemson 10-0 and now. They stay undefeated, control their own destiny. If they went out, they're going to get into the playoffs. There's no question in my mind. So uh, just keep winning, and they're in, basically. So... Uh, Georgia took a big step. They, uh, this week, number six defeated Missouri 27, nothing. Uh, I mean, Jake Fromm, great game, 173 yards passing two touchdowns. Deandre, uh, Swift ran the ball pretty well. 12 carries, 83 yards. Uh, the defense shut Missouri out. Missouri's had a pretty good offense this year. They've actually had a pretty decent defense at certain times. Um, I mean, it was a good win for Georgia. I think it actually moved them ahead of Alabama in the college football playoffs. I think they're in that four spot. Alabama's in the five spot now. Uh, so we'll see how this shakes out. I believe if they both uh, – uh, I believe Alabama's the better team than Georgia. But right now Georgia's ranked ahead of them. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Oklahoma, number nine, barely surviving Iowa State. Iowa State uh, outscored Alabama 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Almost able to pull it off. Went for two at the end. Didn't quite get it. Kind of a North Carolina or a, yeah, North Carolina Clemson situation, but they went for the win. They had really nothing to lose. Alabama was eight or a, sorry, Oklahoma was able to hold on 42 41. Uh, I mean, kind of a, a shaky game on that defense uh, for defense by Oklahoma, but that's how it's been all season outside of that Texas game, really. The one game that they actually played pretty solid defense, honestly, uh, against a quality opponent. So uh, still huge questions on the offensive end of the ball uh, or the defensive end of the ball for for Oklahoma. Uh, The offense has been a little shaky lately, a little more turnover prone lately, but uh, I believe, again, if they win out, that they at least have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. So uh, Oklahoma may not control their destiny, but they're right there with it. So, uh, moving on Florida eight and two, number 10, 56, zero shutout over Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not a very good team. It didn't really prove much about Florida. Um, uh, but it's a good win. They, they, they won big in a game that they should have won big in. So, uh, I mean, good performance by him. Uh, Moving on, we have undefeated Baylor. I talked about Minnesota earlier, not getting a lot of respect. Baylor right now, undefeated, not getting a lot of respect. Uh, I think they actually, despite winning in triple overtime this week against TCU, 29-23 on the road uh, against, you know, a a Gary Patterson defense. Gary Patterson always puts out a good product. Uh, Even when TCU's record is a little spotty, they're they're still good teams. Uh, Just not quite getting those wins. That's how it's really been this season. Uh... But yeah, Baylor won in three overtimes on the road. And despite that, they actually went down in the college football playoffs. I think they went from 12 to 13. Uh, again, Baylor not getting a lot of respect. They have an opportunity to to get that trademark win, that signature win this week when they play Oklahoma coming up. Uh, we'll see if they can pull it off. If they can, again, I believe like Minnesota, if Baylor goes undefeated, they beat Oklahoma, they win the Big 12 championship, they absolutely deserve to be in the playoffs uh, ahead of one-loss teams like Oregon, ahead of one-loss teams like Utah, 
uh, Alabama, anyone like that, Georgia, uh, because they went undefeated and they won their conference, which is a power five conference. Uh, I believe the same thing about Minnesota. Uh, I believe the same thing about Baylor. So moving on, though, we have uh, number 13, Wisconsin defeated number 18, Iowa. It was a great game this week. Iowa, again, we had a lot of big fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, Iowa had a, you know, outscored him 16 to three in the fourth quarter. Uh, we're almost able to pull it off. Came up a little shy, 24, 22, uh, Nate Stanley for Iowa, 208 yards, two touchdowns, Jonathan Taylor for Wisconsin, 31 carries, 250 yards, uh, really carried that offense for, for, uh, Wisconsin. So, uh, a good bounce back win, you know, good, just building win for Wisconsin. They had a couple losses in a row there. Uh, now they've kind of come back. They got some wins going against Nebraska this week. That's a game Keith is going to be at, actually. I think he's going to leave the game pretty sad, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Moving on, we have Notre Dame at number 15, just crushed Duke. Duke has been a, a solid team this year. Not great, but a quality team. Uh, but they were able, Notre Dame was able to handle them 38-7. to Ian Book, 181 yards, four touchdowns passing. Uh, Notre Dame seven and two now. They're not going to get into the playoffs, but maybe they can get into a New Year's Day bowl. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, we had number sixteen, Kansas State traveling to Austin, Texas, to take on the Longhorns. Uh, Kansas State obviously had that big win against Oklahoma recently. Uh, they had been carrying some momentum, moving up the rankings. Texas coming off a uh, you know coming off some some disappointing weeks. Honestly, they've been pretty inconsistent over about the last month or so. Uh, but they were able to pull the upset over Kansas State. Texas wins 27-24. Sam Ellinger, 263 yards, one touchdown. Keontae Ingram for the Longhorns, 139 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Colin Johnson, who I think is, I mean, he's got first or second round potential in the NFL draft. Uh, seven catches, 110 yards, one touchdown. Uh, good win by Texas. Uh, hopefully get them back in the right direction. Uh, what people forget is Texas, you know, they lost four games last year and still went to a New Year's Day Bowl. They still beat Georgia, you know, from the vaunted SEC. Uh, so they only have three losses this year. They could still salvage a, a great season, honestly, a better season than last year, perhaps. So uh, we'll see how it goes, though. Uh, moving on, we've got Virginia Tech went into or Wake Forest went into Virginia Tech, ranked number 19, seven and one on the season. Uh, and Virginia Tech just kind of handled them, honestly. 36 uh, 17. Hendon Hooker for Virginia Tech, 240 yards passing. Uh, Trey Turner had 73 yards rushing on just four attempts. Uh, a big win by Virginia Tech. They're 6 and 3 now. Wake Forest falls to 7 and 2. Uh, we'll see if Wake Forest can really rebound and, and come back and, and, uh, and keep the great season, really, that they have going right now. So. Uh, moving on, we've got number 20, Cincinnati, uh, just throttled UConn 48 to three Cincinnati eight and one. Their only loss is to Ohio state. They're still not getting a lot of respect. I know that they play in the American conference, but they have SMU. They have Memphis. There are some quality teams in that conference this year. Uh, and, and despite Cincinnati's one loss only being to Ohio state, they're still back in 20, despite being a one loss team. So, uh, a little shocking, but uh, they're having a great season. It's good to see some of these non-Power 5 teams, uh, you know, really, really putting together a good product. Uh, and speaking of non-Power 5, from the Mountain West, we have 8-1 uh, Boise State going against Wyoming. Uh, 
in Boise, Idaho. We got uh, 20 to 17. Boise State was able to win. Uh, Wyoming six and three this year. They've got to win against Missouri. Uh, they've got a couple close games against other good opponents. Uh, they're having a good bounce back year. They're really building up. Like I said, this these quality non power five teams really. Uh, Boise State again eight and one. They're having a great season. They have a shot to make a good bowl game this year. Uh, I think now there's five or six non power five teams in the top twenty five. So I mean it's it's great to see their progress honestly and and continuing with the non power five. Uh, despite the loss SMU uh, last week to Memphis, SMU only slipped to number twenty five. Uh, still eight and one going into the game. They had a, a big win this week against East, East Carolina, another conference game, uh, 59-51. Obviously, some questions on the SMU defense. They gave up a lot of points to uh, Memphis in the loss. They gave up a lot of points to a not very good East Carolina team, but they were able to bounce back. They didn't, you know, let that one loss ruin their season. They were able to bounce back, get a win. Uh, they could still have a tremendous season this year. They are having a tremendous season this year. I think they're at nine wins for the first time since 1984. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're doing a lot of good things there, honestly. Um, I mean, keep working. It's going to be a great season. Nothing to be ashamed of having that one loss. So, uh, that's kind of the recap for week 11. We have uh, – now we're moving into week 12. I mean, we're getting into – you know, dire situations for some of these teams. These are absolute must win situations for some of these teams. So uh, I'll cover a few of these games, these big games that I expect this week, um, games that could have playoff implications uh, or even New Year's Day, you know, bowl game implications. So starting off, we got Alabama coming off the loss to LSU, uh, playing Mississippi State in Mississippi. Uh, Should be a good game. I expect Alabama to bounce back. Uh, get that win, straighten their season out, keep you know keep their their playoff hopes alive, really. And speaking of playoff hopes, uh, we got Penn State fell to number nine, dropped from number four to number nine. They're playing Indiana. Indiana seven and two. They're a quality team. This is not a give me win by any any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Penn State will have a tough game this week. I believe that they could straighten out their season like Alabama. Um, I don't know if that they control their own destiny, but if they went out and they're able to squeak out a Big Ten championship as a one-loss team, they could still make the playoffs. So, still a little bit of hope for Penn State there. We'll see if they can see if they can keep it alive. Really, uh, moving on, we got number eleven Florida playing Missouri. Missouri coming off the shutout loss to Georgia. Florida coming off a shutout win against uh, Vanderbilt. We'll see what's going to give. Is is Florida going to actually allow some points, or is Missouri going to score some points? We'll have to we'll have to see. I think Florida takes this one probably by double di- digits, uh, but we'll have to see. That's why they play the game. Uh, I talked about this game earlier. Lincoln, Nebraska, number fourteen, Wisconsin, coming into Lincoln. Uh, like I said, my usual co-host Keith Thornton will be at this game. Nebraska is his favorite team. Uh, he himself is expecting to leave this game kind of sad. So obviously, he's got hope for. For Nebraska, that's his team. He obviously goes into every game believing they have an opportunity to win. He's just not super confident in it this week. Neither am I. I think Wisconsin takes this one. Uh, and speaking of, uh, you know, buddies of mine that are probably going to have a sad week this week, you got number 15, Michigan. They've been hot. They've got some good wins lately, quality wins, big wins. Going against Michigan State, Michigan State's offense is basically a joke at this point. Their defense is is great, honestly. I think their defense is one of the better defenses in the country. 
Offense is a joke. Michigan's going to crush them in this game, I believe. Uh, sorry, Ryan, but you're you're probably going to leave this weekend pretty sad, and you're going to have to wait another year to brag about Michigan State beating Michigan. So, uh, and speaking of of teams close close to home, essentially, uh, Oklahoma State playing Kansas. I live right over by you know in the KU area, almost uh, close by at least. Uh, Oklahoma State number twenty two. Been an inconsistent team this year, but I think that they're going to crush Kansas in this one. Uh, shouldn't be a, shouldn't be that big of a game for them, honestly. I think this is a double double digit win by by Oklahoma State. Uh, another big game this week. We got number twenty three Navy traveling to Notre Dame uh, to to play number sixteen Notre Dame. Uh, I think this is a trap game for Notre Dame. Uh, Navy obviously puts out a good quality product every single year. Uh, they always have a great running game. Uh, they're going to be able to control the clock, keep that Notre Dame offense off the field. I believe Notre Dame can win this game and probably will win this game, but I think it's going to be a lot harder than uh, a lot closer than what people are expecting. Uh, and speaking of games that'll be close, I don't believe that about this next one. Number two, Ohio State playing Rutgers. Rutgers two and seven. I believe they're one of the worst. I I think they actually are the worst Power Five team in in all of college football. Honestly, uh, Ohio State. I mean, they put up seventy three against Maryland. They could possibly put up eighty points against uh, Rutgers this week. So, uh, talked about earlier. Wake Forest looking for a bounce back win. You know, they're having a phenomenal season. You don't want to let that loss ruin your season. But now you're going in. You're playing number three Clemson, defending national champions on the road. Uh, I think Clemson takes this game, but I'm hoping Wake Forest gives them a good challenge. Maybe that North Carolina style challenge. So uh, we'll see what happens in it. But again, I do believe Clemson will take it. Uh, then we have a big game this week with potential playoff implications. We've got number four, Georgia traveling to Auburn to play number 12, Auburn. Uh, if Georgia loses this, they're out. They're not playing an easy team. Uh, Auburn's had a great year this year. The games that they have lost, they've been close games. They've been back and forth games. Uh, this by no means will be an easy win for Georgia. I think uh, uh, Georgia's in Georgia's in for a game right now. Like I said, if they lose, they're a two-loss team and they are out of the playoffs. I, I, I would put a lot of money on it, honestly. I'm not a gambling man, but I'd put a lot of money that if they lose this game, they're out. Uh, We've got number 18, Memphis, coming off, you know, that big win against SMU. Uh, they're traveling to Houston. Houston's not very good this year. They've had some some issues down there this year. But uh, Houston, or uh, Memphis, sorry, uh, they're, they're ain't one right now, ranked number 18 in the country. They're looking to be that highest-ranked uh, non-Power 5 team, get that good bowl game selection. Um I think they're going to take this game personally. Uh, I like Memphis. I like that offense. Defense is not very good, but the offense is so good that uh, I, I think it'll offset. So uh, should be a fun game to watch. I mean, two high-powered offenses. So uh, then moving on, we got Texas back in the top 25, 6-3, and three, coming off that win against Kansas State. They're playing Iowa State. Iowa State almost upset Oklahoma last year. Uh, they're playing in Iowa right now, or, you know, this weekend, sorry. Uh not an easy win for Texas. Um, I'd like to see Texas win it, keep their potential big hope champ or their big 12 championship game hopes alive. Uh, keep their good season going on kind of straighten out. Like I said, they've been a little inconsistent lately, but, 
Uh, I think they'll I think they'll get it figured out this week. Uh, Kansas State slips from number 16 to number 24, but they're playing West Virginia this week. West Virginia has been, had a down season. They're only three and six. Uh, I think Kansas State takes this one. Uh, probably a double digit game, honestly. Uh, Minnesota coming off that huge win against Penn State. Now they're playing number 20 Iowa. Iowa coming off that loss to Wisconsin. Their three losses have all been close games, uh, all against top 25 teams. Um, I was I was a good team. They just haven't been able to get over that hump um, per se. Uh, I I think they're better than what their record shows. Um, if if Minnesota can beat them, that is a, a huge win for them. It, it pads their resume even more heading late into the season. Uh, like I said, I believe if Minnesota wins out. Uh, despite not having the big name like Ohio State and, and Clemson and Michigan and Alabama, Georgia, Texas, all those teams, you know they don't have they, they don't have that name appeal in terms of college football that a lot of those teams have. But if they win out, they're undefeated. They win the Big Ten. They got to get into the playoffs. No questions about it. Uh, speaking of playoffs, LSU, they they set it up to control their own destiny. Now, if they win out, they're in. Even if they lose a game, they could still win the SEC and get into the to the playoffs, honestly. So uh, they're playing Ole Miss this week in Mississippi. Uh, Ole Miss has had some pretty solid games. I think, you know, they're only four and six. I think their record or I think their talent is better than what the record shows. Uh, I think it'll be close early, but LSU is going to pull away. Uh, Again, a double digit win here. Um, Then we got Cincinnati, number 17. I talked about their only loss to Ohio State. Uh, they're a good team. They're eight and one. They're number 17 in the country playing South Florida. South Florida is kind of having a down season this year. Uh, Cincinnati should be able to take this one. Uh, and then I talked about this game earlier. Baylor has the opportunity for that signature win, that big moment that they need on their resume to have a shot at the playoffs playing Oklahoma in Waco, Texas. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma lost a couple weeks ago, barely won this week. Uh, or this past week, uh, only won by one point against Iowa State. Uh, Baylor, like I said, they've got some good quality wins out there, in my opinion, but this is that signature win on a national level that they need to really put themselves into to playoff contention. Uh, again, if they are able to win this game and they go on and win the Big 12 championship, they end up undefeated. You have to put them into the playoffs. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, and, and then talking about, you know, I, I talked a lot earlier about those non-Power 5 teams. We got Appalachian State back in the top 25. They had an, a disappointing loss a couple weeks ago. Uh, didn't let it ruin their season. They're back in the top 25 playing Georgia State. Uh, hoping that they can win this game because, again, I, I like to see those Power 5 teams in the top 25 with good records. You know, to start putting that thought in people's mind of should we expand the playoffs? Should we include one guaranteed non-Power 5 team in the playoffs? Um, I think they should. Um, and when they keep winning like this, it's it's going to keep putting that question in people's minds. So uh, hopefully they can pull this win off against Georgia Southern or Georgia State, sorry, uh, and, and keep that question up in everyone's mind. So uh, now we have what I think is an inter- interesting game. We have number seven, Utah, playing UCLA in Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah 8-1. They got to win. Uh, if they lose, they're out of the playoffs uh, out of contention. Uh, they're playing UCLA, who got off to a rough start. But UCLA, they're, you know, they're four and five. Uh, that offense has really gotten going lately. Um, offenses look great. Defenses look solid. Um, I mean, they're four and two in the Pac-12. So uh, 
a lot of their their struggles came in non-conference play. 0-3 in non-conference play. They've got some big Pac-12 wins. Um, despite what the record says, I think this is going to be a close game. I really don't know who's going to win this one. You want to lean toward Utah because they do look like the better team on paper, but UCLA is hot right now. Chip Kelly's got that offense going. He's, I feel like his system is finally clicking with those players, so that could be a good game by then, you know, between those two teams. Uh, we have number 21, Boise State, non-Power 5 team, 8-1, uh, 5-0 and oh in the Mountain West, playing New Mexico. New Mexico is not very good this year. Boise State looks pretty good. I think Boise State takes this game. Uh, and again, keep winning. I want these non-Power 5 teams to keep winning. So they, again, they keep that question in everyone's mind. Um, should they expand the playoffs? Absolutely, they should. Uh, and then the last last game I'll talk about, number six, Oregon, eight and one, playing Arizona, four and five. They're playing in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Justin Herbert, potential top five NFL pick. Um, leading, you know, leading the Ducks, t- almost 2,400 yards passing, 24 touchdowns. He's having a great season. This is a must-win for Oregon, just like uh, it's a must-win for Utah. Uh, they hold the Pac-12's hopes in their hands. Uh, if either one of them loses, or both lo- if both lose, Pac-12's out of the playoffs. They won't have a playoff team, so uh, Pac-12 fans should watch this game closely. So uh, that's all we really got on on uh, the games this week. I mean, just some headlines to look out for. Again, huge playoff implications this week. Uh, some big matchups, Minnesota. Uh, against Iowa, Baylor against Oklahoma. Uh, Again, I think Utah-UCLA, that could be an upset game um, that I'm watching. Kind of touching on some stuff Keith and I have touched about in in recent weeks. Right now, you look at uh, the playoff rankings, and it's setting up that that almost like a doomsday scenario that Keith and I have been talking about where, you know, is there potential for two SEC teams to get into the playoffs? Absolutely. Because right now they're, I think, number one, number four, and number five. Um, I don't think that's good for college football personally. Um, when George, or yeah, when Georgia and Alabama played each other a couple of years ago in the national championship, I thought that was a pretty boring game. Um, I, I really had no, I mean, it was an exciting game. Don't get me wrong. Tua came in, led, led Alabama to the, to the win. It, it was an exciting game. Don't get me wrong, but I just there's no connection for me because I'm not an SEC fan. I don't, you know, there's no connection for me there. I don't live in the South. I'm not an SEC fan, uh, so there's no connection for me right there. I, and I, I feel like the rest of the country is probably that way too. Um, I I don't think it's good when you put two teams from the same conference in the playoffs. Um, again, I'm a I'm a strong believer. If you're not good enough to win your conference, you're not good enough to win the national championship. Um, at least in the college football sense. Um, obviously, that kind of changes with other sports, but um, when there's only four playoff spots, we don't have six playoff spots or eight playoff spots or 12 playoff spots or college basketball, you know, the 68 playoff spots. Uh, you know, there's room to wiggle when you have that. I would absolutely be up for non-conference champions to, to be in, you know, if we had more playoff spots, but we don't. We only have four. And when you only have four, I believe it should be the conference champions should be in there um, if you're good enough. If you're a three-loss conference champion, you probably shouldn't be in there. But um, there's there's enough one-loss conference champions that a one-loss non-conference champion should not get in above them. Um, that's my belief. Um, uh, but anyways, moving on though, um, 
so just some headlines to touch. Uh, we did have Ohio State's Chase Young will be suspended an extra game by the NCAA. The school announced the other day. Uh, I think that brings it up to five games. So I, I think that knocks him out for the season, uh, probably ending his Ohio State career, honestly. Uh, he's likely to end the, uh, enter the NFL draft this year. I think he's a top five pick. Um, Nick Bosa has been tearing it up in the NFL. I think Chase Young's a better prospect than Nick Bosa. Um, really the only big headline this week that I kind of wanted to cover a little bit. So, um, I appreciate you guys listening again. I know it's kind of a weird episode this week with, with Keith not being here, but, uh, hopefully we'll kind of get back on the scheduling, uh, on the same schedules this, this next week so we can record together. Um, but anyways, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving me your time, uh, and listening to my little spiel here. Uh, as always, you can find us on gridironauthority.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, and if you're into, you know, if you play fantasy football, make sure you listen to the fantasy football week, uh, episode this week. Keith will be taking care of that. If you just want a, a quick review of, of, uh, this past week in the NFL and a preview of this upcoming week in the NFL, listen to that episode. Keith will be taking care of that one as well. Uh, so anyways, Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. As always, I'll see you guys next time.